welcome to another episode of Christ Community Church Podcast. I'm Stephen Watson, Senior Pastor at Christ Community Church, and I'm here with... Neil Grogan, Associate Pastor at Christ Community Church. And this podcast is designed to really work with and talk about uh, what we value, our visions, about ministry, about discipleship, things of that nature. Uh, Last week, or last, I guess it was two weeks ago, because we talk about every other week, uh, last time we were together, we talked about one of our values as a church. We talked about the square and how the square is the place where ministry and outreach take place. This week, we thought it would be good to talk about the table and the value of Christ Community Church is, is the table. Neil, why don't you explain what, what that imagery stands for? Yeah, so by and large, the table... Um is giving us a picture of what community can look like on a smaller level. So on Sunday morning, we meet, we worship as a corporate uh, body or family. and then. But where, where do we get time to build community with one another? And so we do that around the table. We do that through fellowship and building spiritual friendships and going in depth together in a, in a, in a different way, really doing life with one another. Yeah, so there, there's some things that we can accomplish in a large gathering. Right. And there's some things we can't accomplish in a large gathering. Right. And then there's some things we can accomplish in a small gathering that we can't accomplish in a large gathering. So we're just trying to say there there are these two spheres where we grow in Jesus and we grow in relationship with each other. Right. And uh, so this is just the second one. The first one being the pulpit, which we'll talk about at a different time. This one is is the table. So the table literally literally is this idea of a dining room table. And you can have people sitting around the dining room table, and that's where life is taking place. It's where people are getting to know each other. You can go a little bit more uh, deep in relationship. Uh, you can share more. You can be known more. Um, and you can't always do that uh, fully in a large service. Right. Yeah, you, it's just not going to happen where you get to meet everybody or have an opportunity to go and depth and life with one another. And so we create these opportunities through our community groups or discipleship groups for our people to grow in community with each other who can, man, like when your wife has a, has a baby, that community group shows up and loves on them and uh, just su- supports one another. It's especially important in, in our city, which is um, highly transient, um, that we build that kind of community and, and depth and support and richness with each other as quickly as we can. Yeah, and, and they're really both necessary because when you think about a large gathering, uh, we never want a church service and somebody's church um, engagement to be like a movie theater. Right. You know, in a movie theater, you come in, you sit down, you watch, you leave, you purposefully don't talk to people. Right. You purposefully are going to be... Um, to watch a show. To, to watch a show. Right. And we don't want that in our services because we think services should be participatory. Right. But we also realize that even in a participatory service, somebody could um, almost have that relationship with the church. Right. I come in. I don't talk to anybody. I sing songs. I walk out. I walk out. Right. Uh, hopefully not before the sermon, though. <laughs> Yeah, depends yeah. on which one of us is preaching, huh? Yeah. So okay. when Stephen's preaching, everybody walks out pretty <laughs> fairly early. 
<laughs> Excellent. So, so that's what we mean by the table. Table is small group of believers meeting, being known by one another, ministering to one another, being in the Word with one another. Uh, really, in essence, to do all the one another's of scriptures. What what right. what are some of those one another's? Yeah, to the big one that I think of is encourage one another. Encourage one another. Admonish one another. You know, which is to give a positive warning. Um, and as we're diving in scripture together around the table, uh, we give each other an opportunity um, to really enter each other's lives and say, hey, man, you're, you're missing it here. And I need to warn you towards truth so that you can respond and correct and follow Jesus. Yeah. So you got encourage, mm-hmm. rebuke, correct one another. You have love one another. Right. Uh, bear one another's burdens. That's right. So would you would rejoice? You it, yeah, rejoice. Uh, yeah, praise praise Jesus with one another. It's mm-hmm. not it's not a literal translation, <laughs> uh, but it's something we should be doing. Uh, I mean, really, these aspects of these one another's that Scripture tells us to do, if we can't do those all on Sunday morning, are we really being the church that God has called us to be? if we're not doing those somewhere within the body of Christ. Right. Which is what brings the point to, uh, well, what does it mean to be a Christian? What are we called to? And uh, the big thing is that we're called to community. And specifically, Christ has given us the vehicle of the church to do that community with each other. Um, what, where's a place you see that in Scripture where his people are called to something? Yeah, I I really like. I think First Peter has some some good things. Uh, one of them in First Peter is in chapter four, uh, beginning. Well, I, I can go ahead and begin in verse seven, where it says, "The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, above all, I think that's a pretty weighty word there. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers multitudes of sins." Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Mm. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be uh, from the strength that God provides, so that God may be glorified. So that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So that's verses 7 through 4 of 1 Peter. Mm. How about you? Yeah, I mean, 1 Peter's so rich in this topic. Uh, 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10, talks about that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into marvelous light. Once we were not a people... But now we are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So I think about like, what has God called me to in my salvation? And man, he's called me me out of d- darkness into marvelous light. But he's called me into community, into this, this royal priesthood that is the church. You know, I, I like that passage a lot because right after he mentions how we are a royal at royal priesthood, holy nation, he kind of goes in and talks about how we, the church, as as a community, are exiles in right. this world. We're strangers in this world. Mm-hmm. And you think about the importance of community, of of people who are are strangers and exiles. Right. Uh, I mean, you, you think of even 
uh, in places and in times when there are a nomadic people mm-hmm. who are strangers and exiles in an area, I mean, they they were the, the the unity of that tribe, the unity of that people was so important, and that happened in life together. Right. Yeah, I think about like, um, and and in our community, we they would probably ver- understand this, but I remember being deployed to Afghanistan and being in this stranger's land, if you will. And the only people that got me truly were the Marines that I was there with. And so much like that, you know, when we're called into this marvelous light that, that God does, he saves us from darkness and wrath and, and our sin. And in that man, now, now we're on this landscape that is, Mm. that is totally different. That is corrupted that we're, we're called out to, to shine in the midst of this darkness. And so who do we have around us? Who are we anchoring down with? Who are we holding fast to our confession or faith with? Stirring each other on towards love and good works alongside of. Like, man, that's the church. And, and by and large, I mean, yeah, we do that corporately. But, man, when, when we hit crisis in our lives, when, when a flare-up happens, man, we need that that rich community that we've built and, and man, how do you build it? You build it around the table. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it, it's a, it's a new era that we're in mm. for, for, for people of our generation and those younger than us, I guess we're, are we in different generations? I don't know. We're probably touching the we're ends pretty, pretty here. Pretty close. Pretty <laughs> close. Well, yeah, we'll say we're close. Uh, <laughs> but I think especially for our generation, the younger generations, I think there's more isolation. Absolutely. Yeah, community is a facade, right? Like the way we build community nowadays is through social media, through technology, but not with each other in real life. And one of the things we do in technology is oftentimes we try to like portray the mm. life better than it actually is. Absolutely. Uh, when in reality, community is about coming as you are. Mm. And, and being known as you are, and you're bringing all your struggles and all your life with you. Right. Uh, and sometimes it's going to be really good. Life is good, but right. sometimes it's going to be hard. Which is, I mean, it's a testimony. I mean, if you look in our culture, I don't know the exact statistic, but I know our suicide rates are climbing astronomically. Mm-hmm. And that's because people are not connected with one another, with each other. They're not doing life. Everything's fake. And like to your point, man, we're projecting what we want people to see. You know, I think about like Robin Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knew this guy is the the happy go lucky guy full of life and energy and and charisma, but man, he was broke inside yeah. and he never let anyone in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think I think the idea of all right, we kind of have these isolation devices we carry with us. Right. You know, anytime we have a break, we're, we're never alone with our thoughts. We just pull them out, mm-hmm. and when we're on them. It's almost a sign to the rest of the world of don't interrupt me. Right. I'm busy. I'm doing something here. And I think even even for for those of us who are parents, I mean, we get annoyed sometimes. Mm. Like we, we might be doing nothing except wasting time on our phone right. or on a tablet, and a kid interrupts us, and we, we get a little annoyed like, man, I'm doing something here, when really we're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, really we're isolating ourselves. Mm. But I even think of other things that we have where – you know, I would think, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing this because I love like grocery pickup, grocery pickup is it like answer to prayer, <laughs> uh, 
but but other things, others, other amenities that we have hmm. can also isolate us from other people and strangers, um, and not 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 even talking about the church, just in general. Yeah, think, life itself. Yeah, I think, I think there's a loneliness hmm. um, out there in the world. Yeah, and so one of the unique things that the church has that the world does not have is community is. Um, friendship, true authentic friendship, or we have the potential to, so long as we don't ghost um, in our relationships. So, so our value at Christ Community Church is the idea of of the table, developing Christian community. So, you, Neil, you lead our community group program, for lack of a better word. You lead this ministry at our church. Sure. Could could you just give us an overview of what our community groups are designed to look like? Yeah, so specifically we have some different goals for some different things. So with our community groups, our main goals are is twofold. Number one, it's to build spiritual friendships. Um, man, we want to gather together, fellowship with one another, and create opportunity to get to know one another. And then secondary goal... Um, is to reach our neighborhoods through the vehicle of our community group. So as we're growing in life together, as getting to know each other, that we're now turning outward and uh, reaching the people around us um, and through whatever ways we can we can think of. So last time we talked about the square. So that's kind of activating that idea, but using the vehicle of community groups to do that. Yeah, so... So the community group is, yeah, we're going to be in the Word some. We're mm-hmm. going to be in prayer some. I know I know in our community group we have a guy that knows how to play the guitar, so we, we, we sing as right. a group. Uh, if he weren't there, we'd probably still sing either a cappella or with a sure. YouTube video. Um, but so we, we, we sing there. We pray there. We have a very simple Bible study right. based off of the sermon text. We eat together, mm-hmm. and so that's it's kind of we're doing spiritual life together, right? But it's not like the the deep time. What what why do you think we can't do the deep time there? Well, number one, it's the largeness of the group, right? Like, there's couples there, your family's there, um, and so we have to be real intentional about what we want to accomplish, um, and and how to best best utilize the time that we have with one another. And so, like what you described, our our four pronged attack, if you will, is to you know fellowship, to apply the sermon, to um, pray, and to do family worship. Mm-hmm. And so, we're trying to give a picture of what this community could look like. But that being said, when we're talking about accountability and depth and um, you know, lock in arms with a couple of other folks. Yeah. Um, and that's just, it's, it's harder to do in that larger group setting. Yeah. And so, man, we want to go even smaller, um, than community groups. So starting at the corporate level on Sunday morning, we go smaller to the community group level. And then we're about to launch this uh, mid this month our next phase, which is to go even smaller in discipleship groups. Okay. And another reason for that is, is if a guy has say a, like a pornography addiction, Oh sure. He, he doesn't want to probably confess that 
in a mixed crowd of men and women. Absolutely. And he doesn't want to confess that in front of the children. Right. However, he does need to confess that to someone. Right. And we need to create opportunity for that to happen. So that happens In discipleship groups. So we have CGs, community Mm -hmm. groups, spiritual friendship. Right. uh, And then we have discipleship groups, DGs. Uh, So how, how are those formed? Yeah, so the method that we're trying to implement right now is from the community group level, we have leaders and co-leaders um, at each community group, and they are going to divide that CG up and and put you know these different families with you know women with women, men with men, three to five people each mm-hmm. um, in each group, and then we're our whole church body is going to kind of hone in and focus on the same curriculum or books of the Bible because we want to uh, we want to think of ourselves as a sending church because of the transient nature of our community. And so really like what I'm asking our people to do is buy in because I know I have not a lot of time to train a lot of people in discipleship so that we can send them to be people that are making disciples into the next place and continue to grow. So it's kind of training and resources and mm-hmm. skills. Right. This is how you can lead a another person right faith yeah so i want to teach them how to study the bible i want to teach them how to pray scripture i want to teach them um how to do family worship what that looks like because most of us have never seen it you know Mm -hmm. um i want to teach them um a lighter form of biblical counseling so that when your neighbor comes to your house in the middle of the night because whatever crisis has just happened like, how are you going to speak the gospel into that situation? How are you going to speak life into that situation and walk walk through with your brother or sister in an effective way that gives God honor and glory? <clears throat> okay. So, um, man, we don't have a lot of time to do that. Man, we got two to three years with these folks. And so then we send them into the next, um, onto the, to the next, next posting or back to their homes where they've grown up. Or wherever else God would call them to. So, man, we want to be, we understand that we're a revolving door. And so what we want to do is be very, very intentional about growing people and sending them out, you know, fulfilling the Great Commission. So a a few more questions. What about frequency of meetings? People are busy here. Life is crazy. Right. So what, what does that look like? Yeah, so for our CGs, we're meeting every other week. So you have two to three times a month, depending on the um, how many days are in that month, how many weeks are in that month. And for discipleship groups, we're asking that they would do um, at least three weeks where they meet um, in their triads, if you will, three to five people. Um, and that that can be early in the morning. That could be late at night. That could be at a play date. That could be whatever needs needs to happen to accomplish it. And uh Man, we, we want to make sure those things are happening so that we're growing and, and being transparent with one another and praying for one another and and growing in our knowledge and love of the Word together. Yeah, and I think it's important to have the, the men and women separate for the discipleship right. groups because that allows for child care to take place. So right. some, some of our community groups won't have child care. Right. Like it's, we're doing family worship. All right, y'all go play in the backyard while we have a short discussion on the sermon. Right. Uh, but when it comes to the discipleship groups, uh, 
if they're if it's a married couple with kids, mm-hmm. it's very easy for them to say, "Okay, the right. ladies are going out." Tonight. I'll watch my kids for an hour. Right, <laughs> and and if and, and this is where we can love and serve one another. Right, because if there say there's a single parent in the community mm-hmm. group, they can maybe bring their kid over Absolutely. to someone else's house. Yeah, uh, and if need be, it's like, all right, man, if I'm I'm watching the kids by myself and we're bringing this other kid over. We might just invite another dad over and their kids, right? Um, and just kind of have. It's important to watch the kids, right? <laughs> Not just shout <laughs> yeah, from downstairs. Know. You know how dads watch kids. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, I mean, I think about like, man, what if the wives all came to one one of the houses and man, they sat outside and drank tea and talked while the husbands were inside and just, or a couple of them were inside watching the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is that. The, the the reality is that man these things however sometimes they they occur organically in the church body man we want to be intentional we want to be more than organic and we want to be mission minded mission focused hey let's create opportunities to do this and let's train people up in doing this so that we can continue to make disciples um and and remove whatever excuses that we can come up with, you know, for meeting with one another and, and growing deep with one another. All right. My last question for you is this. If somebody wants to join a community group, because you join a discipleship group by Out joining of your CG, a, yeah. a community group. So if somebody who's not involved in a community group wants to join one, right? how do they go about joining a Christ Community Church community group. Yeah, so a couple ways. Number one, most easiest probably is to go to our website at christ.community. Uh, click on the Get Involved um, drop-down page or icon. Menu? Uh, men- menu. menu? Yeah, oh. so, so an option. You'll see it. It's in a green bubble. Uh, click the Get Involved, and then you'll see uh, several different options. I want you to click on the Visit a Community Group option. Um, from there, you'll it'll send you to a page that shows all of our CGs and which ones are open, which ones are closed right now, and you can request to visit one. And then that CG leader will get in contact with you. Another way you can do it is you can just email me at neil, N-E-A-L, uh, at Christ.community and say, hey, I'm interested in CGs. What you got? And I'll move you along. Okay. All right, anything else you'd like to share about community groups or discipleship groups? Yeah, I just want to encourage our church. Um, man, it's really hard to get past an emotional or opinion-focused um, level with one another. And, you know, when, when that's where we live our lives, where we're just sharing opinions or facts with each other, and that's all we know about one another. Um, man, we really, we really rob each other of the opportunity uh, to grow together. And so just as much as I need the church or someone in the church, man, they need me. God's gifted us in unique ways. And I want to encourage our church to get plugged in, uh, to serve alongside each other, to join groups and to grow in their faith, their love of Jesus as they walk with each other, with their brothers and sisters in Christ. So, Yeah, yeah we're, reading a, uh, <clears throat> we're reading a book right now with some guys on Tuesday mornings. And that's Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm. And he's talking about life together, you know, living, doing life together, being in community with one another. He says one of the big ministries is a ministry of helpfulness. Mm. And he said that 
Christian brothers and sisters need to allow their lives to be interrupted in order to help right. other people. Mm. And I think, man, that, that takes place in community groups. That's right. Um, and this, this, is, this is not about a, a program. This is not about a way that you can be served. This is not like a, a I don't want to say, it's a, it's a benefit, but it's not like a benefit in the way that we think of, oh, I'm going to join this gym and it has benefits. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a spiritual benefit because we're allowed to help and right. serve. And, and there's, there's a work that God does in us whenever, mm. whenever we serve in that way. Mm. All right. Well, I think that's going to be our time for today. Uh, once again, we want to encourage you to join a community group if you haven't done so already. And until next time, this is Stephen Watson and Neil Grogan, Christ Community Church. Catch you later. Bye.